Hello, and welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Uh, Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan, and is led by Pastor Daniel White. Uh, Today we're going to be joining Pastor White as he continues his series on the family. So let's get out our Bibles and get ready to join Pastor White as he teaches us about God's plan for home and the family. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to continue our series on the family, building strong families. As the family goes, so goes the church. As the church goes, so goes society. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I want you to notice verse 11 and verse 12. The Apostle Paul is speaking from the perspective of a pastor to his people. Now we know how we exhorted, one of the ministries of the preacher is to exhort, and comfort, and charge. Exhortation, comfort, and then giving a charge to the people. Every one of you, now watch what it says here, as a what? As a father doth his children. So as a pastor has the responsibility to exhort his people and to comfort his people and to charge, literally lay down the law, so do fathers to their children. And here's the reason, look at verse 12, that ye might walk worthy of God, who hath called you into his kingdom, and glory. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the teaching of your word tonight as we look at a very serious issue that has arisen in these latter days that now we have to wrestle with, contend with, and deal with, not only in the church, but also in our homes. And so, Lord, would you give this preacher wisdom tonight as he seeks to exhort and comfort and charge my dear people, and that uh, those of us who are fathers would take up this charge as well. Oh, how our churches and families need a hedge of protection as never before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, as I look out here in the fellowship tonight, I want to thank you so much for coming. It's a real commitment to Come out on a drizzly Wednesday evening. Just getting out on Wednesday is hard. You get home from work and you rush around. You try to get a bite to eat and and get here to church. I just appreciate uh, all of your faithfulness. But as I look out, we only have just a handful of teenagers here tonight because most of them are over uh, helping uh, in uh, uh, the kids program. And uh, I really wish we had all the teenagers here tonight. But unless we're able to speak into the lives of the parents... Really, having the teens here tonight would probably do uh, very little good. Uh, What I'm going to share with you tonight will probably very much upset the majority of our teenagers. Okay? I hope it doesn't upset our parents. I hope you really get a vision on the dangers that are out there through social media. And tonight we're going to talk about protecting our sons and our daughters 
from this area of social media. So this is the second in a series on how to provide protection for your sons and for your daughters. You may remember a couple weeks ago, didn't Pastor Peterson do a great job last week? Just did a wonderful job. But we started this series within a series on how to provide protection for your sons and daughters by talking about the greenhouse and how our homes are like a greenhouse for the little ones as we raise them up and we protect them from the elements that are out there in the world. Now, why do we do that? We do that so once they're out in the world, they can become strong and they can stand against the wiles of the devil. But they need that protection as they're growing up so they can start to develop their own personal convictions and they can grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus and, and not experience uh, that uh, relentless attack of the enemy. And so we need to keep them protected so they can grow. And then the, our ultimate desire is that they would bring forth what? They would bring forth fruit. So we protect them so we can send them out so they can then produce fruit to the honor and glory of God. We talked also in that first lesson how that fathers are like pastors. You pastor your family, I pastor the church, and we have that responsibility to lead them. We have that responsibility to defeat them and to also protect them. Are there a lot of wolves out there that are after our children? Yes or no? Yes, there's multitudes of them. We see the three here as the world, the flesh, and the devil. And boy, are they ever real and are they ever relentless when it comes to attacking our children and our grandchildren. And so that brings me to talk about this issue that I have addressed many, many times here in the church. As a pastor, I often feel like my words of exhortation and my words of warning are falling on deaf ears. Um, I hope that will not be the case tonight. I hope your ears will really be open to what is happening out there in this world of social media. The Bible says be sober. We should be sober about this. Seriously, church, we should sober up as to what is really going on out there in the area of social media. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh round what? About out from under protection. When the protection is removed or young people step out from under that protection that God has given them, Satan walks round about seeking whom he may what? Devour. So let's get back under God-given authority. Let's get back under the protection that God would have for us and let's provide that protection. I realize that I need to provide that for our church and I need to provide that for my family. And in a sense, I need to provide it for my grandchildren. And you need to provide it for your children and your children's children. Satan is a roaring lion, wanting to devour every single one of us. Now, we can all step back and look at those who have been devoured by the enemy. Yes or no? Every one of us can draw them up in our minds right now. Those who have given ground especially in this area of social media that we're going to talk about tonight. Now, Amer uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics released this finding, a comprehensive study on the impact of social media has on kids and family. And they say, although there are some benefits to kids using sites like Facebook, I'm not sure that I agree with them on that. 
but including increasing communication. So they say your communication skills are developed through the use of social media. I would say your communication skills are destroyed. And all you have to do is look at everyone on their cell phones and not even communicating with each other. So I would, I would not really agree with them on that. But it says access to information and helpful in developing a sense of self. There can be, notice I underlined it, what? Serious downside to all of this online sharing. So I want to tell you, even the world, even the world recognizes the downside to social media and what is happening out there. Social networking among teens has seen a dramatic rise in the past few years. Recent studies have found that, oh, that this is just to me, and maybe I'm just out of touch, I guess I am, but to me this is just staggering. Just like when I read the statistics here a few weeks ago, and I verified that through diff several different sources, that 90% of men are viewing pornography. To me, that just, I, I, I can't even imagine that. But now we live in a porn society. It angers me. But recent studies have found that over 78% of teens log into their, fa their favorite social media site more than 20 times a day. That 80% of teens log in using their own personal cell phones. So we're, we're, listen, we're talking that 80% of teens in America today have their own cell phones. This is a new survey that Snapchat and Instagram, and I'm not up on all this, but I know that Snapchat has become very popular among teens because once you view it, it's gone. Can't be traced. Am I right or wrong? So teens are turning to Snapchat. Snapchat, Instagram are the most popular social media platforms now among American teens. 76% of American teens ages 13 to 17 use Instagram. 75% of teens use Snapchat. 66% of teens are using Facebook. I guess that's kind of phasing out. It's kind of the older generation now that's using Facebook. This is down from 2015 when Pew Research Center data showed that 71% of U.S. teens uh, were using uh, Facebook. So that has really seen a decline. 47% uh, of teens use Twitter. And there's other social media sites out there. This level of uh, engagement online increases the risk of cyberbullying. Facebook depression is a new phenomenon where defriending uh, and online bullying lead to symptoms of depression, exposure to inappropriate content, and sexting. I talked to you just a couple weeks ago about this sexting. I saw that this young lady had taken photos of herself, nude photos of herself, and had sent it to her boyfriend, and then her boyfriend passed it on to some, someone else. And it went viral through her school, and she was so ashamed she committed suicide. But this sexting is now becoming more and more commonplace with our, with our young people and their cell phone usage. Now, Ben put me on to this.
He said, Dad, did you read this? And I said, no. He said, you need to read this. And this was before they went to uh, Mexico. And so I looked this up. It says, what parents do not know about social media use as explained by teens? And this, you'll see where this comes from right there at the bottom. Skipper Coates, a science teacher at the middle school, wrote on Facebook that lately she has been really concerned about her students' mental health, bullying, and social media use. Because of her worry, Coates asked 129th graders to finish this sentence. This is going to shock you what these teens said. What my parents do not know about social media. She got 85 responses. Now here are just a handful of the responses that she got from these teenagers as to what my parents do not know about social media. What my parents do not know about social media is that I am on it till 2 a.m. every day that I actually have one. How to find my pictures. It's the only thing to go to when I am bored, and that's why we create a spam account to post weird pictures of us. There is a lot of cyberbullying, sexting, porn, and people don't care about you, and they try to make you feel like crap. Kids really get bullied, and there is a lot of inappropriate things and nudity. Now, this is teens saying this. You really need to go and look this up and read all 85 of the responses. I'm just picking out a few. Some of them I couldn't even read in church. I have secret accounts or send inappropriate things. I can delete my sent messages and pictures. Things that our parents don't know we're doing on social media. I talk to people I'm not supposed to. Church family, this should greatly concern us. I believe that there is a huge danger here that a lot of us are not paying any attention to. And God's word tells us that we're to provide the protection that our children need. So as we seek to prepare our kids for life, I think we should protect them from the dangers that are out there on the online world. Amen? You may remember when Satan took Jesus up into a high mountain. Does anybody remember, what did he offer to Jesus? All the kingdoms of what? Who is the God of this age? Who is the prince and the power of the air? Who right now has the title deed to this earth? Satan does. Now one day Jesus is going to take it back in Revelation chapter 5, and the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. But right now Satan is the God of this world world. Offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world. What does Satan make available to all of us, but especially our young people, 
through that cell phone that most of us probably have in our pocket right now. What does it make available to us? The world. That's why they call it what? The World Wide Web. Boy, Satan doesn't even hide what it is. It is the World Wide Web. Listen to what the Bible says. No man that warreth. We should be training warriors. Agreed? Young people who are going to do great damage to Satan's kingdom, not become a part of it. No man that warreth entangleth himself, gets caught in the web. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. I thought, how appropriate this verse is for what we're talking about tonight. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Our goal in life is to what? It's to please the Lord. There's not a whole lot on there that's pleasing to the Lord. I'll tell you that right now. You think of the cell phone usage by our young people today with 80% plus having their own personal cell phones that connects them with the filth of this world. It is a web. And this web is ensnaring. Please listen to me tonight. This web is ensnaring our young people. I want to tell you something. You listen to me. I have to deal with this as a pastor. I have to see the damage that cell phones cause and the connection with the internet and all of this. I had a mother call me today in tears. I could hardly understand what she was saying. Called me in tears about her daughter who they took the, uh, the cell phone away from their teenage daughter, but they thought, you know what, we're going to go ahead and give it back because we think we can trust her. The biggest mistake you'll ever make is trusting a teenager and trusting yourself. And called me weeping on the phone because of what they found on their daughter's cell phone. It's destroying our warriors. It is. I'm I'm, listen, I'm telling you the truth. Shelly and I were talking about this this morning, and we were talking about what's going on out there in the social media realm and just how destructive it's been to our young people. And we started talking about our grandchildren. Started to talk about our children raising their children now. I never thought in a million years I'd be teaching and preaching on issues like this. Breaks my heart. Never could have imagined. The Bible tells us to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Do what? 
resist the devil. Not a whole lot of resistance comes. And I'll tell you, I don't know a whole lot of teenagers that have a lot of resistance when they have something like that available to them. Now, now I don't, I don't want I hope none of you take this wrong. Please. But when I was a teenager and I was growing up, if you, if you wanted to get a hold of pornography, you had to go looking for it. You had to search it out. You had to find it. Someone had to get it for you. It was difficult. It's not difficult now. All you have to do is take your phone out and hit a button. And every vile vice is there for your viewing in private at 2 o'clock in the morning. It is destroying us morally. I came across this uh, little cartoon. I thought this was precious. Just take a moment to look at it. What is the Lord Jesus asking from that little girl? Just a little teddy bear. But what does he have to give her if she would just give it up? Something far better. This is what Satan doesn't want you to see. If you will just give it over to God, God has something far better to give to you in return. He is a God that give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together. Do you believe that, church? So teach your children how to walk with God. I threw this in because of Sunday night's message. For those of you who are here, there wasn't very many of us here Sunday night, but for those who are here, we talked about how Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. For 300 years, he walked with God. We talked about how Noah walked with God and was a just man. Perfect in his generation. And yet his generation was as wicked, if not more wicked, than our generation right now. And so we looked at some principles on how to walk with God. Because not everyone can walk with God. You have to fulfill the requirements, the criteria, in order to walk with God. We cannot make our children walk with God. I cannot, as a pastor, make you walk with God, but I can teach you how to. But it's up to you then to pick that up and really walk with God for yourself. The Bible says, and thou shalt teach them what? Diligently unto thy children. Whether they pick it up and run with it or not, teach it diligently to thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. Kind of sounds like to me all the time. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them on the doorposts of thy house and on thy gates. Teach your children how to walk with God. What does it mean to walk with God. This is just a quick refresher over Sunday night's message, just hitting the highlights. To walk with God means that you keep Him the center of your life in everything you do, in everything you say, and everything you think. 
To walk with God means that he is the center. He is the focus of your relationships, of your finances, of your plans, and every other area of your life. That's what it means to walk with God. And then we shared with you Sunday night seven requirements that if you're going to walk with God. Number one, first of all, you've got to be born again. Amen? That's where the walk begins. You've got to truly be born again. Are you sure you're born again? Are you sure you're saved and part of the family of God? Number two, you need to learn to listen to God. Yes, sir, I'm listening. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Listen to the preacher when he preaches. Amen? Amen. Have your daily devotional time. Learn to listen to the Lord. You also have to start trusting him. My life's verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Start exercising some faith as a grain of a mustard seed and then watch that faith grow as you continue your walk with him. You must start agreeing with God. Stop arguing with him and debating with him. Stop challenging God. Just agree with him. You must start obeying him. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. And I will manifest myself. You must forsake sin. Yes, we're all going to sin. We're going to stumble in our walk. But man, a righteous man falls seven times. But what does he do? He gets back up again. He confesses his sin. He repents of it, forsakes it, and gets back walking with the Lord again. And then number seven is you have to keep your conscience clear. Always having a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Now, listen to me. I guarantee you, if you do these seven things right here, you will have a walk with God. And we need to teach our children how to have a walk with God. We need to correct our children. We need to instruct our children. Mama, lay down the law. Barbara Bush just passed away. Have any been listening to what they're saying about Barbara Bush and what her children are saying about her? She laid down the law. Person after person would tell you what a gracious lady that she was, but she didn't let us get away with anything. She laid down the law. We are to be watchmen over our homes and over our children. We are to command our children, not give them options. Hello? Not say, well, if you want to. No, we command our children. We are to bring them up. We are to train them up. We are to chasten them when they need chastening. And hopefully, they will obey us. And they will honor us. The things will be well with them, and they will live a long life on the earth. Amen, church? So we have a responsibility in these areas, and then our children need to respond to that. So I want to give you some tips, okay? Because I wish all of you that had teenagers would take away their cell phones. Wish you all would, but you're not going to. I wish I could throw this thing at you saying, obey your pastor. But you know what? You're not going to. Some of you here, just are, you're, you are not going to accept this teaching. 
and you're not going to take away these cell phones from your teenagers. So, if you're not going to do it, let me just share with you some things that I think will help you protect them from the danger of social media. First of all, listen to a homosexual. Now, do you think I would ever have imagined myself saying, listen to a homosexual? Tim Cook, who is the CEO of Apple. What do they make the majority of their money on? Cell phones, technology, social media. He is an outspoken homosexual. You know, it is, it is a dark day when homosexuals have more wisdom and insight than many of our Christian parents. And that's the reason why I'm going to quote him. Not that I'm trying to promote the homosexual agenda. You know that. That is an abomination to God. But it just kind of shows you how far we have gone away from this area of providing the protection that our children need. Here are just some of the things. There's quite a lengthy article you can read. You go online, you can read. He said, I have an issue with today's excessive use of technology and of the access that children have to social media. I don't have a kid. That's because he's a homosexual. He said, but I have a nephew, and he's the guardian of this nephew. He says that I put some boundaries on. There are some things that I won't allow. I don't want him on social networking sites. The internet has enabled so much and empowered so many, but it can also be a place where basic rules of decency are suspended and pettiness and negativity thrive. There is a growing body of evidence that for at least some of the most frequent users, this may be having unintentional negative consequences. So here's a CEO of Apple saying, don't let your kids be on social media. So if you are going to allow your children to have a computer, if you're going to allow them to have a cell phone, let me give you some practical suggestions, okay? Teach your children about social media and its dangers. At least attempt to teach them. Talk to your children about how to use social media wisely and who should be using it. Have you ever heard parents say, well, my kids need a cell phone? Hello? I didn't need a cell phone when I was growing up. Where do we get this idea my teens need a cell phone? That is not a need. Instilling them biblical principles on the importance of resisting temptation and living a godly life. Inst install a monitoring system. Know what your children are posting and reading online. Don't be naive. Get the facts. Don't trust your children. 
And I'll say, don't trust yourself. Put parameters around that. Create some ground rules. Put strong filters and passwords on computers and cell phones. It is amazing how kids can figure out passwords. Forbid indiscriminate friending. A lot of people are not your friends out there. Monitor your child's communication uh, online and who they're communicating with. Monitor the pictures your child posts online. Monitor your child's computer access, their contents, and their cell phone usage. Limit their cell phone and computer usage. If teens need a cell phone, see I put the question mark there? Don't allow internet access. Keep the computer in a central location where everyone can see. Monitor their apps. Know what apps your children have on their mobile devices. Gain access. If your child has uh, social media savvy, which most all young people, they know how to get around, you don't. Have them give you their passwords just in case they are posting and blocking you from seeing things on their posts that you should be seeing. And then yourself be a good example on how to use social media. Now, if you are going to let your kids use social media and have their own cell phone and computer and everything, how many of you agree you need to do these things? Mission impossible. Do I need to go back through them all? You'll not do them. I don't know any parent that has the time to do all those things that I've just mentioned that need to be done if you're going to provide protection for you. And I'm sure there's more. Because I'm not even up on this stuff. I think this verse is appropriate for us to end with. But, whoso, but whosoever shall offend, that word literally means they get tripped up. For whosoever shall offend, trip up one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. We have done our best to keep cell phones out of the hands of our children. But some of them have gotten them anyway. Some of them have been given cell phones by teenagers in our church who knew that pastor would not want his children to have cell phones and gave them to my children anyway. And that's happened to some of you here too. Church family, we need to get on the same page.
And we need to realize we are in a war against technology. My opinion is it's one of the clearest evidences that we are in the latter days. Many shall depart from the faith. Social media is being used for so many to depart from the faith. I could go on and on. All I can say right now is, God, please help us. Please help us to do what we need to do. Help us to be the parents and the grandparents that we need to be. God, help our children to understand that we love them, that we care about them, and that's why we're trying to put the parameters around them to keep them safe. Because Satan wants to destroy them. I had a young man come to me yesterday. He came into my office. He broke down crying. And he said, Pastor, I've done some things just recently that my dad told me not to do. And I didn't listen to my dad. He said, I've been raised up under your ministry my whole life, and these are things that you preached on all the time. And I didn't listen. He's got tears coming out of his eyes. He said, Preacher, I'm so hurt. I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me? Hard lessons learned. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.